The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 88. Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where I talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the second episode of Season 5, Threshold. Teal'c is bad now, baby. Braytac convinces Hammond to allow Teal'c to undergo the rite of Mal Sharin, an excruciating ritual that brings him back from the ed- brings him to the edge of death. Along the way, we learn about Teal'c's tutelage under Braytac, his rise to first prime of Apophis, and his journey to turning against the ghoul. Fun times. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? You know, I like this one because it was kind of a clip show, but it's not a traditional clip show, and they, they do flashback, you know, flashbacks to previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Except for that last little montage for about 30 seconds where they zip through like the entire five four or four seasons up to this point. Um, but it was, it was, it filled in a lot more of Tilk's backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, we learned more about him. How did he become first prime? Cause we knew that happened. We knew that he replaced Raytac to be the first prime. We knew that he was a, 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 a novice, an apprentice under Raytac, but we got to finally got to see some of that. And how did he also begin? How did he learn that Apophis was a false God that he could not trust them? And it makes his, his conversion, if you will, there at the prison in the first episode in Children of the Gods makes that more reasonable than it was at first, you know, mm-hmm. that he'd actually, he had been thinking about this for some time. And all of a sudden in that line about, I've heard many say this, you, I believe, you know, that makes a lot more sense now that, mm-hmm. he, you know, he recognized that these were people that could do that. So, oh yeah, I, I, I like this. I like this one a lot. It was, it was well done because it wasn't a traditional clip show of just, you know, flashbacks to previous mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. It did a good job of filling in his character motivations and giving him more depth. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lisa? I want to say, I really like this one because I love Christopher judge. I think he's a great actor. Um, not one of my favorite episodes, just, yeah, I think it's not a very strong way to start off season five, but um, he did a great job and I love that they gave him the backstory and I just wish it wasn't right at the top of season five. Yeah, it was kind of, I mean, showing Teal turning evil, like obviously they're going to resolve that pretty quickly. So it was kind of like a necessary thing, but I do like, I almost would have liked to see like a full episode just of his past rather than have it be interspersed. Like, I feel like that would have been more worth more time, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought how they did it was nice. What about you, Victor? 
Yeah, I I agree with with Father Corey and with Lisa on this one. It's a really good flashback episode in that we're not seeing clips that have been shown before. There, everything's been filmed, uh, you know, new for this episode. Uh, I think written by Brad Wright, directed by Peter DeLuise. Um, it really does, and I really respect the show's creators for waiting until the fifth season to basically show us. Because we we have in the past, okay, we knew Tilk was first prime of, of Apophis, but how does he make that decision that the Goulds are false gods? How does he come to that realization and kind of flip that switch to help SG-1 and, uh, and Children of the Gods? And we get to see that progression. So um, it's really interesting. There's there's a lot of, you know, Tilk still does some pretty horrible things in this episode. Um, so it's not all, you know puppy dogs and, and rainbows in, in this. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I also agree that it's kind of, you know, after the excitement of, you know, enemies, we we kind of hit a wall here where we're, you know, stuck in sickbay aside from from the flashbacks. But on the other hand, we do get to see um, Braytech a lot in this. And this is, I think, one of Braytech's stronger, uh, probably his strongest episode. Um, you know, we, we get to see, you know, Teal'c is starts the episode. He's all, you know, nice, nice with Jack and Braytech <laughs> walks in. And in a second, he's like, he is deceiving you. Yeah. You know, you can't put anything over on, on Braytech. So um, and there's a there's a lot of, you know, good humor in this episode, some really good lines, um, some good character development and some good moral themes as well. Mm-hmm. So I like this episode. It's it's very impressive for what it is. But but again, it's kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of hit the brakes. Uh, you know, steaming into season five right after the the opener there. Mm-hmm. I do like how at the beginning, um, they obviously have the false start with him saying that he's, he's been cured and he's good, but it's so obvious that he's not like, <laughs> yeah. he's just got this evilly evil grin on his face. And it's like, I'm surprised that Jack or Hammond couldn't see through that. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, and kind of the car evil car car salesman look on his face of, yeah. oh yes, you can trust me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was the, fun to see him ham it up there. Yeah. <laughs> Something though that I have thought of is I kind of want like a young Braytac show. I want to see his progression to get yeah. where he got to. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And it's not just his progression, it's it's kind of the development of his moral worldview where, and it's really fascinating where, you, how many of the Jaffa like really know the Gould aren't like, mm-hmm. that they are that they are like false gods, but they play along because they can kind of minimize the damage, you know, make a difference as Braytech says. Mm-hmm. And then how many of the Goulds know, like you get the impression that Apophis knows that Braytech knows that he's a false god at some yeah. level, but he's just like, okay, I pushed my, I played my hand too much. Braytech's kind of reining me in. That's fine. I need it for the loyalty of the Jaffa. You know, I'll push it here. You know, I'll let Braytech kind of rein me in here and let him think that, you know, he's making a difference and stuff. So it, it is kind of, you know, that whole dynamic, that power dynamic and the politics mm-hmm. between the the Gould and the Jaffa. I think it's really fascinating by the end of this episode where it's not just like, you know, the Jafar are brainless, mindless followers of the Gould, and it's not just the Gould demand mm-hmm. complete loyalty from Jaffa. There is kind of that that interplay uh, there. Yeah. Well, and how, how many times, too, have those, uh, have the Gould, lo- you know, lost a battle because the Jaffa basically overthrew them or, you know, or, you know, made sure that their Gould was supported against the other Gould because they knew that they'd be treated. But, you know, how how much of the Jaffa had in the back background so to speak 
I like um I liked his relationship with his friend Valar. That was interesting to see. Although it it was funny. Yeah. So when he's first introduced, it's when Teal'c's a more junior ranking officer and Valar is like walking through the barracks at night and talking to Teal'c. And Teal'c is like lying on this cot and he's got like his blanket, like he's like holding his blanket, like tucked up under his chin like this. Oh, no. All I could think of was Buddy yeah. the Elf asking his dad to come tuck him in. It's like, it just looks so strange to have Christopher <laughs> Judge, this you know, big, huge guy, like lying on a cot with like his blanket tucked up under his chin and whispering to his friend. Yeah, especially since he's just been like, yeah. you know, called out by Apophis, right, for his father. Like so it's like this this uh, you know, well, granted he's he has been like, you know, ribbon deviced and stuff, so I'd probably want my blankie then too, but yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about his relationship with with Valar. Um yeah, it's definitely a, a a complex one and it really it's one of those things that I mentioned at the beginning it's you know, we get to see Tilk do some uh, or at least hear about him doing mm. some pretty deplorable things in this episode. Right, because he uh, he is tasked when Valar fails to carry out Apophis's orders, he's tasked with killing him. And instead of killing him, he takes him down to a planet mm-hmm. and then releases him. But then afterwards, to hide what he did, he goes and massacres the entire village that Valar had fled to. Well, see, I, I thought yeah. it was it that he did it to he didn't go to the village to cover it. He was sent to the village to attack the village. But then he realized it's the one that Valar ended up at. And so he had to wipe everybody out to keep it secret. Yeah, I think either way, it's pretty bad. And then, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's in order to prove that he's killed Valar, there's like that Jaffa is like, help me. And he's like, nope, I'm just going to steal your symbiote and yeah. head back up to Apophis to show him that I killed Valar. But yeah, and then later on, it is, it is, he's set to, you know, because Ra's followers have, have, and he's like, oh, this is the village that Valar is in. I better, mm-hmm. like, massacre everyone there. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, hide my shame. Which, at that point in his progression, it feels like, you know, it's like a major step back. Um, but it kind of also is, like, he's, he's you know, with Shaunak, um, right, in the, uh, he's got a house now. He doesn't have to sleep in the barracks with Valar anymore. So, yeah, um, he's moving up in the world getting that yeah and they used it to sorry i'm back they used it to show uh the struggle between what he believes and having to represent his god or i didn't love the act i didn't love the, the bringing drayak in for that scene but but it was neat to see that he still struggled mm-hmm. well and and uh Braytac was you know made it clear as i had to do many things as first prime you know when 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 Tilk was made first prime, he goes, I had to do many things as first prime that I'm not proud of. And you will as well. And that's why he wasn't mm-hmm. happy about him becoming first prime. And that does cover up a lot of like, you know, how could Tilk still be first prime and like, you know, kidnapping charades and stuff. If, if he doesn't think, you know, Apophis is a, mm-hmm. is a God. I think it's uh it's also interesting to see Braytek's moral compass. Like he's good but he's very the ends justify the means in his goodness Mm -hmm. yeah he's a moral pragmatist or a consequentialist i guess and like he makes a lot of choices that are immoral but he's doing them for what he sees as a good reason which is pretty problematic still but it's i like that Mm -hmm. i like that these characters are more (laughs) 
morally complex. And I also think Star Stargate does a good job of having the different cultures and the different aliens have a different morality than humanity and having them come right. into conflict with that. Mm -hmm. Well, you think about the world that they live in and their whole reason for being is being slaves and having to serve their God and it's tied into their very life. And so I like that it's not clear cut for them because it, and if, I mean, if that really was a situation, it wouldn't be clear cut morality. I mean, they would mm -hmm. have to kind of function in the world that they are in in order mm -hmm. to survive the best way they can. So I felt like it was a little more realistic, even though we, you know, can sit and have problems with it because it's not the morality that we mm -hmm. would choose and hope to choose. Right. And, and, and Braytac was clear that, you know, his first goal, he's always been clear. His first goal is to save as much, many of the Jeff as he can. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he's, he's worried about his people first and foremost, even before the, you know, the good of the humans or the fight against the, the Gwaul. It's just, if I can, if I can do something to undermine my false God that saves Jaffa, even if it means other tasks, other things um, mm -hmm. that we might consider immoral happen, so be it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even before, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Mal the Malsharan flashbacks, but even before that, you know, when Braytac is is coming in and is saying, you know, this is what we have to do. We have to take Tilk Symbiote out. Um, you know, Braytac even says, like, look, I've got three to four more years to live here, you know, but before my symbiote matures and there's, you know, I'm a I'm a rebel now. I have no more symbiotes. And even if I did get one, they would reject me and, and I would die. So, you know, I'm I'm on, you know, nearing the end of my life here. But, you know, we need to take Teal'c Symbiote out and cause him extreme pain um, so that he can kind of, you know, have a moment of clarity here. And, mm -hmm. you know, all the humans are like, really? That sounds like very unpleasant. And, you know, Braytek even says, like, you know, humans concern themselves far too much with pain, you know, mm -hmm. which is kind of we get into that Catholic, you know, what's the, what's the uh, redemptive right. <laughs> aspect of suffering? Right. You know, um, mm -hmm. and so and, and Tony, Tony Amendola playing Braytech here just like completely sells it. I mean, he is so good in this episode, um, you know, even apart from, you know, where we get to see him acting as first prime of, of Apophis, where he's acting as Teal'c's friend in this episode. He is, he is just, uh, you know, very good. Although <laughs> I did like, he's like, this is going to be a long, grueling, arduous process. I'm going to go rest. You oh, yeah. guys like kind of see <laughs> yeah. it through. I'll come back in at the end of this all yeah. and, and see how you guys have done. Just, just keep with him. And if, if you need <laughs> yeah. anything, let me know. But yeah. otherwise I'm going to be a uh, Kelma Reem for a while here. Yeah. And you have to wonder if it's like, he's like, they need to go through, they need to go through this. Mm -hmm. They need to be the ones doing mm. this because if I'm sitting here passing judgment over Teal, they're going to blame me if it doesn't work, you know, not, you know, mm -hmm. but they need to be invested in this process. And so I don't know right. if that was like, something on, on Braytech's part, or if it was just like a writing thing where he's like, let's get Braytech out of the episode so that, you know, we can show him in flashbacks and not have, <laughs> you know, con people confused when we cut back to Braytech and the current and Braytech yeah. Bray in the past and stuff. But, but yeah, no, I thought it was funny. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, this is, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be really pleasant. I'm going to go like meditate. You guys just yeah. <laughs> yeah. hang out here. And I like that <laughs> you know first scene where, uh, where Daniel sits down. <laughs> And then he just sits there for a minute and he gets up and he's like, you go first. And then he switches out with Jack. Like, there's a lot, those little yeah. bits of, yeah. 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 Were, were yeah the old, like uh, 
Oops. Yeah, very poignant too. Where, where where they're trying to later on in the episode, Jack's like, you know, okay, you're right. We don't all need to be here. We're gonna let's Daniel, let's you and I get some rest. I'll come back in in a couple hours. You take over a couple hours after that, and then I think we're all gonna want to be here. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like if you've ever had like a a parent or or an older yeah. loved one. You know, like in and you're you're you know kind of do it at that time. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, we all need to be here. You know, at a certain time because that's right. uh, mm-hmm. that's all the time there is. Yep, exactly. I, I did like when they were trying to convince Tilk that that Apophis was dead, and, and Jack says Apophis is one hundred percent dead, and Daniel kind of starts adjusting yeah. his glasses. Ninety nine percent that he's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this time he's dead. Show me yeah. the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of like, and then like completely like out of left field humor, like where Tilk's like Valar, <laughs> yeah. they, they come like, do you say Valor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, come Fabric? on. Fabric? Yeah. Well, D- Daniel's like, I think he called me a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, leave me be yeah. a woman. I think <laughs> he called me a woman. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we have a, like, Jack and the rest of the team, they didn't seem really on board with Freytag's plan to begin with, but they were much easier to convince than uh, Frazier was. Like, she was completely against it the whole time. and. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I understand her point mm-hmm. of view, but at the same time, like sometimes medical procedures are painful. So you think she would view it from that angle? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, all she knows is that taking the symbiote out and this has happened to Teal before, right? It causes him extreme pain, you know, unto death. And, um, her, you know, so she's she's acting from one moral, one moral perspective. And even Hammond, you know, he's, you know, his his moral perspective is actually quite interesting. He's like, look, if I, you know, Teal's best chance, if, if we don't go through with this is that he lives for three years in solitary confinement until a symbiote matures and then mm-hmm. he dies and he dies mm-hmm. a slave, which he wouldn't want that. He wanted, he would want to die free, um, you know, more than anything else in the world. And I'm not going to deprive him the, you know, the chance to die of a free person as opposed to, you know, someone who's, who's mm-hmm. been in prison, you know, for three years. Right, because he knows that if they cannot bring Teal back from his brainwashing, that he's just going to going to become a lab rat, basically. Yeah, if, I mean, yeah. that would be, like, the best case scenario. Like, exactly. yeah. Because you know they want to get their hands on him. Yeah, so it is, it is interesting, even outside of the Jaffa kind of, like, moral, like, intrigue. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on in the SGC? And it's never, I mean, it is kind of like upfront and stated upfront, but, you know, it is still kind of very interesting the the way that it plays out yeah, as, as well. I did like uh, another thing that I thought was funny was that, so they work for, or there's the slaves for this technologically advanced alien race, and they have like these energy weapons and stuff. But then when we see their houses, the Jaffa houses, it's like a medieval hut, candles everywhere. It's like. You don't even get like running water <laughs> yeah. and electricity. Like, I mean, I yeah. No, that's that's for the gods, right? I mean, yeah, I guess I even primitive, but yeah. yeah, it's just it's just funny to see. Yeah, most of them that's don't true. even get houses, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, what's going on in here? <laughs> we do get the 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 callback to uh, you know Tilk saying you know. False gods, yeah, like a false god, dead false god. You know that becomes mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of the proof point at the end. Um, yeah, 
he once again promise vows to to defend Earth mm-hmm. and Tauri people. So, uh, one thing I did yeah. uh, did notice, um, and this is uh, just like one of those fun little production things, is that they've transitioned all the computers in the SGC from the old CRTs. Now they all have uh, LCDs. They've they've gotten a yeah they've gotten a hardware upgrade mm. in. Between oh, I didn't seasons. notice that. Nice. Yeah, I, that's totally something I would have noticed, but I completely missed that. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even look yeah. at it either. And, and of course, you know, those those old NEC monitors they used to used to use were, you know, back in the day, that was that was the monitor you wanted to have is either that or the Sony mm-hmm. Trinitrons. You know, those were the two yep. popular ones to get. And I didn't yep. even notice All that the, they changed that. The flat panels, which of course now look super thick compared to what we have. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was funny. Yeah, another. I mean, going back to the one thing I did note, you know, Fraser, she even wants to resign because of what they're doing to mm-hmm. Teal. She's like, if Teal dies, then I'll resign. You know, because basically we're doing we're doing nothing here. And Sam tells her, you know, at at one point, like, I don't think that we're doing nothing. You know, mm-hmm. this is we're giving Teal the chance to to choose freedom, as you know, as he says at the end. Um. You know, and, 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 mm-hmm. and to, you know, kind of live on his own terms. Yeah. And it, it's, it is kind of the medical, well, we've got to do everything we possibly can to save this person. We have to throw every possible medical procedure out there. And it's like, well, but sometimes just letting the body do its own thing right. is the best thing you can do, you know, and, and alternate, you know, um, medical procedures aren't always quackery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Doctor McKenzie again. Of course, uh, oh yeah, he's ineffective. We yeah. didn't get to see him at the beginning like of the how episode. Confident he is too. Yeah. I actually made a note of that. Doctor McKenzie yeah. again, yeah. ineffective. Yep, yep. <laughs> he just needs a pipe, and he can say, "As you see, like modern psychotherapy has proven that." Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, he even even just kind of looks at Jack yeah. as well. It's your choice, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It is kind of funny. There's, you know, there are a couple of times where everybody looks at Jack, mm-hmm. and then Jack has to look at General Hammond for the choice. Yep. You know, it's all ultimately General Hammond's choice, but still, everybody looks at Jack first. And it's just like uh, yeah. the boss is over there. <laughs> <laughs> and we do get like almost an interesting insight into Sam's like faith faith life. Like Tilk says. Mm-hmm. Which I've never really thought about before because I just assume she's kind of like, you know, just like a scientific atheist. But mm-hmm. it's, at some point, Tilk says, like, like, don't you believe in a God? And Sam's like, that's not the point. And he's like, well, like, how would you like to be punished for believing in your God as I believe in mine? And mm-hmm. Sam's like, that's that's different, you know, yeah. and stuff. Whereas, you know, I, I can imagine that she was a scientific atheist. She'd be like, you know, you know, God is a reductive mm-hmm. concept or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it is kind of interesting to to think that she might be, you know, a theist yeah. of some sort. That's something that uh, Stargate neatly sidesteps is any sort of references to Christian theology yeah. in relation to these false gods, which, I mean, they're very clearly not gods, so mm-hmm. that's not really an issue. But it still would be interesting to see that addressed. But again, it's hard to do on a popular uh, network television show. <laughs> Yeah. Well, especially at this this time, um, it wouldn't have been quite as uh, accepted as it is today to 
to, you know, completely bash Christianity like, you know, like you'd see now. But but I mean, we did have that one episode with the Unas and with the know, demons. Yeah, yeah the demon thing. I mean, that's close. We've gotten. And of course, once yeah. we get Ori, you know, they're speaking Latin and they, they use language of Christian, you know, Christian language. But it, it's it's not obviously not Christian belief mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Is that in SG-1 or is that in Atlantis? Oh, okay. Yep. Later season of SG-1. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> autopilot years. <Nice>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Victor, does this episode have any, uh, fun alternate language, uh, titles? Yeah. Yeah, it did actually. Um, believe it or not. Uh, it, yeah. So we, we did have a couple, which, which were, uh, you know, uh, the threshold, um, and, and unfortunately, uh, uh, les Seules, which I guess is French for the threshold. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the door sill, I guess. Um, German was uh, Tilk's trial, which was Tilk's profung <laughs> uh, in German. Yeah, Tilk's profung. And then uh, we got a, This was actually a very interesting check. Uh, we got on the doorstep of death, which which I think is very fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my check is not so good. Uh, not pro- who your check bounced <laughs> my check bounced indeed i have to make the joke i'm half check i had to make the joke yeah and then in italian uh the return which i guess is the return of of like deal basically mm-hmm. like il ritorno mm. yep it's not delivery it's il ritorno <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> it's always fun to see uh sometimes you can get kind of like a cultural insight yeah the way they title things like the German is always very, very like direct and sometimes even spoils the episode. Yeah. yeah, Tilt's mm-hmm. trial. Yeah. Hungarian. It was, I'm not going to uh, try and pronounce it, but, but final limit. Hmm. Interesting. So that was also, uh, I thought a good one threshold, I think was kind of a, uh, not really a, I don't know. Cause we already had like foothold. And so threshold, wasn't there also like a show called threshold around this time too, that was kind of like one of those, 90s sci-fi shows about people like jumping through like a well, wormhole you, or something uh, if i remember as you know threshold is one of the don't. best episodes of star trek voyager so you know <laughs> yes oh is that the salamander episode or? <laughs> that's a salamander episode. which, oh, which yeah, they referenced that. on I, I uh, prodigy, prodigy a couple of weeks <laughs> yes. ago yeah Vice, yeah. Vice Admiral Janeway mentioned you know yeah. about how she was changed into a salamander <laughs> she could handle being in the, the mind of yeah of Dow, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, callback. <laughs> that was yeah. that was good. That was fun. Awesome. Uh, Yell. Have uh, any other thoughts on this episode? No, mm-hmm. no, I, I enjoyed it more or less. So, yeah, a very good uh, Bray Tech episode, like <laughs> the best. And Tony Amendola, like awesome in this episode. Um, and I do appreciate any sort of like flashback episode where it's all new footage that they filmed. I did, I did, I mean, it was questionable putting, putting Christopher Judge in like <laughs> such a cold situation, like in the snow with no shirt on and stuff, but <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it didn't I mean, look uh, very uncomfortable. I think community still has the, uh, the top spot for clip show of all new, uh, scenes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's the one where, uh, they, they do it like a clip show and they reference the clips yeah. like you would have seen them, but they're all new. So it was, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, we do have some, uh, feedback on 
couple of our episodes, uh, Paul Leone on Hooray. Double Jeopardy says, I've read some of the novels, a mixed bag like most media tie-in books. The SGA Legacy series is pretty good, definitely recommended. They're able to follow up on quite a few threads left unresolved when the show was canceled. And he says on the episode, on our episode, Entity, um, it's so much fun to have the whole gang back together again. Um, welcome back, Jack. Uh, glad things are going better for you. And thanks, Paul. I really, really appreciate that. It's uh, fantastic to be back. So, yeah, I'm going to going to have to check out some of the Stargate books. I've I've read several Star Trek novels, and again, like most things, they vary in quality, but. I wonder, I wonder how many of them are available in uh, Kindle versus. Yeah, I'd like. I'd especially like to read the Stargate Atlantis. You know, I think that can kind of resolve resolve yeah. that because they did kind of cram like a season into a like forty two minute final episode, and that's mm-hmm. never very yeah, satisfying. Kind of expand it out and pick up on those lost threads. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, before I go, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Julie T, Lisa M, Leon H. Eric T and Marcel V their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel to find previous episodes of secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media and at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Ascension. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. The back's gone. Knees shot. Forget curling. (laughs) I need to try that sport out sometime. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on Starquest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the Starquest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Star Trek. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Trek.